This episode is brought to you by Lightstream. We thank them for making our show a possibility. Yes, we do. Lightstream is the nation's premier online consumer lender. They offer low interest fixed rate loans from $5,000 to $100,000 for practically any purpose. A lesbian. Black queer human being. We are two gay dads. I am a transgender man. Trans woman. Bisexual, non-binary, single parent by choice. Can I ever have nice things? I just want <laughs> nice things. <laughs> he just got spit up on. <laughs> what up, Jay? What up, E? Um, E, did you know yes. that this week is Asexual Awareness Week or Ace Week? I didn't know until you told me. But now I know. Well, let's tell, let's tell our listeners at home, in case they don't know, it's an international campaign dedicated to raising awareness and expanding education of asexuality. Drop that definition. I'm going to give you the definition that the HRC, Human Rights Campaign, has given mm-hmm. on their website. I'm about Often that. called ACE for short, asexual refers to a complete or partial lack of sexual attraction or lack of interest in sexual activity with others. Asexuality exists on a spectrum, as everything does, and asexual mm-hmm. people may experience no little or conditional sexual attraction. Yes, and it is also a part of the acronym LGBTQIA. Boop, boop. Plus, plus, plus. So it behooves us to know about it and educate ourselves about it, especially because ace identities are often overlooked or misunderstood, and mm. many aces still grow up not realizing that asexuality is an option. That's why representation matters. Representation Amen. fucking matters. Ashe. And glad.org, G-L-A-A-D, has some great resources for you if you want to read more about it and educate yourself a little bit. Or maybe mm-hmm. if you are wondering if you're possibly identify this way. Yes, and don't you have an episode? It's season seven, episode 25. Asexual doesn't mean aromatic with Aaliyah aromantic, and Emily. Aromantic, aromantic. A- oh, shit. <laughs> asexual doesn't mean aromantic. My yes. bad. With Aaliyah and Emily, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all should check it out. One of them identifies as asexual and kind of breaks it down for us a bit. And we learned a lot in that episode. And go check it out, season seven, episode 25. We are also going to release that this week on our YouTube channel. It has not been made uh, available to the public as of yet, but we are doing that. And make sure while you're at it that you subscribe to our YouTube channel because over the next many weeks, we are going to be releasing our video episodes so you can go check them out and see the magic happen in person, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So go check that out. You get to see behind the curtain and the whizzes. (laughs) We're the whizzes (laughs) from the whiz. But okay, wait. We got to talk about parenting over the last week. Uh, I just want to say, because we talk a little bit about representation in media in this episode with our guests that are coming up, I want to talk about something. I want, and this happens a lot. This is not just a one-time thing. I was watching with my daughter. You know, my daughter is eight, so she watches the shows on Disney Plus with people. It's not animated so much anymore, and it's a lot of like teenagey stuff. And I'm watching this one with her and and the the oldest daughter is going to be babysitting for the parents in this show. And as they're walking out the door, the oldest daughter is like, "Have fun, guys, but not too much fun. You already have enough kids." And then the whole audience laughs like, "We're talking heteronormative fucking your parents have sex. We're just we're just dropping that innuendo in there." And the 
audience is laughing and then they like go harder on it. Like, no, for real, mom and dad, I'm serious. Let's not make any more babies. Like, that's okay. But it's, I'm still up in arms about Velma. Like, but it's not okay for Velma to be gay? <laughs> what the actual fuck? In case you don't know, Velma is gay and Scooby-Doo and We talked about that before. Y'all yes. need to go listen to the episode. Oh my God. Here's what I have to say. The only way to combat this is for us to make more shows, more, more movies, yes. more queer people, not just in, you know, one aspect of the production, but all over the place. Mm-hmm. Because if a queer writer was doing this, they probably would not. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Or like, they would make a spin on it. Something, right? Who knows? But Who like, knows? But we need our own shows. Can we push the needle a little bit here? Like, this is dumb. Like, my kid is ingesting this and it's fine. I don't have a problem with like, joking about your parents having babies and all that. But like, it can't go one way and not the other. Like, we need to be able to make these jokes too then. The guests we have on, we speak to this so that we're going to go more in depth about this. But um, E, you had something to share about. Oh, um, this is shoes? serious, y'all. I need, I need your, can you hold my hands? Okay, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I, this weekend, uh, had to go to find shoes for my son. Mm-hmm. My son is 11 years old, 11 mm-hmm. and a half, actually, officially. Uh, he told me that. And he wears, when I took him shopping, he had a pair of 11 and a half uh, Jordans, mm-hmm. which is men's size. Huge, That's huge. big foot. It's a lot bigger than mine. So we went to the store and I'm like, okay, we need 11 and a half. And the guy measures his foot and he's like, nah, you should get a 12, oh. maybe even a 12 and a half. And I'm like, what the friggin' Dinkins? Because... What do you mean he's wearing a 12? We ended up getting the 12. Yeah. For an 11 and a half year old. What am I going to do, y'all? This is serious. What, why? Did they did they size out at some point? Like, what's the biggest size they have at a Shaq? shoe store? I don't what? know. Shaq size. I don't know. Yeah, so they have probably like, they'll, they'll have They go to size. 15. Well, they're so ugly at that size. Are they? They look like, oh my God, they're horrible. I don't know. I don't look at that size ever because why would I? <laughs> because you could probably sit in there and like swim around. Like this is it's it's fucking ridiculous. If he's eleven and a half and we get to seventeen, right? Because when we get to seventeen, yeah, what are his feet gonna do? Well, here's how the do thing. people pay for these things? Eventually, he's gonna buy his own shoes, and then you're off the hook, right? Like, can we go there? Can I just give him money and send him to the store? Yeah. Uh huh. Right. I don't know, but this is this is what happens when you're when you're raising kids that are growing up. Like, what the fuck? They're getting so big. Yeah. My kids are both going to be taller than me probably in like two years. And then what do I do? <laughs> you look at up, up at him and you say, you're going to listen to me. Yeah. I told my son, I'm not going to look up. He has to bend down. He has oh, to always okay. be below eye I'm going to try that. But I don't think that's going to work for me because yeah. I am that short. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, we got to move forward because. We got to move forward. They're not here for us. Once again, I say, we say it every time and yet we still love talking to all y'all. So. Our apologies if we ramble. But Patreon, we have to say special thank yous to our newest Patreon members. We got three new Patreoners and we love you for it. A special thank you to Robin Hamilton. You rock our worlds, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. Rebecca Egler, you are the bomb diggy. Let me tell you that, Rebecca Egler. Thank you for your support. You have my heart, Egler. You know it. Mm -hmm. You have my heart. And also, Michelle Marengo. Liad, am I saying that? Oh, correctly? It's L I A D. It's cool. It's like Michelle Marengo Liad. Thank you and thank you, you and we appreciate you. 
and we love you. And if you also happen to be in the lucky position to have a little extra cash hanging around, consider joining our Patreon community. We've got various tiers in our Patreon community, starting at just two bucks a month, y'all. You know how I feel about this. Join our Patreon because it's about to be on and popping in Patreon. We got some stuff coming for y'all. We're Woo! working on it. We're working on some stuff. You're going to do a good thing and you're going to get bonus content. So go over there. Join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash ovaries talk. We love you for it. All right. Mwah! Let's talk about these guests that we've oh. been alluding to. Gabby and Callie. OMG, I love these two. I do too. So the, here's the gist. Queer single mother by choice meets love of her life, and the two of them set out to change the motherfucking world. <laughs> change well, maybe the they, world, yes. Maybe they didn't like set out to change the world, but they're doing some good work to bring more inclusive content to the screens we watch, and so we yes. love them for that. Yes, they have a production company, and they recently produced and directed a queer rom-com that you're all going to want to watch and share. I watched it. Hilarious. Hilarious. It's a perfect amount of time. It's well done. It's well shot. Mm, mm, mm. You'll it's hear beautiful. about it in the episode. And then I'll just we do have one trigger warning for you. We do talk a bit about depression and suicide. It was Suicide Awareness Week when we recorded. And so if you're someone who is sensitive to hearing about suicide attempts, uh, we're letting you know that's in there. And we're also sharing a link to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention resource page in the show notes. So if you or someone you know is in crisis, find that link and reach out for help because we're here for you and we're sending all the love. And it's no shame around mm. it. And you're not alone. We just want you to know that. Yeah. And reach out. Absolutely. Uh, Helen and Beulah have already left the room because they're like, these two don't know when to shut up. They're so, probably banging in the other room. Oh, God. Here we yeah. go again with the two of them. They were talking about their newest toy. They just, I can't even. I, I can't, can't even with this generation. All right, we're just going to roll this tape ourselves. Helen right. and Beulah have left the room. <laughs> Hi, Gabby and Callie. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Great, we're great. wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. We are so happy to have you here. This is very exciting. When we heard from you and when I'm doing your E, I'm doing your when? WH thing. And when, <laughs> when and when we learned of the, the things you're doing for queer representation, we said, well, we need to get them on. That needs Thank to happen. You. And so here you are. And so before we say anything and, and butcher who you are and why you're here, why don't we just have you give us your elevator pitch? You're going to give us 30 seconds of who you are and why Let you're me put here. 30 minutes, excuse me, 30 seconds. 30 on the minutes. Top. 30 minutes, she got this. We're going to get really she boring She can talk for 30, 30 minutes. minutes, she got this. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, I'll push the button. All right, let's do it. 30 seconds. We are Gabby and Callie. We are um, a married production team based out of Los Angeles. Gabby is originally from Rio, Brazil. I am from Cincinnati, Ohio, which is the opposite of that. <laughs> and we uh, we met in LA um, working on films together. And a, a pretty short time later, we were married. <laughs> and we have a, an 11-year-old daughter who is Gabby's biologically, and I adopted her when she was four. That Ooh, seconds. Yay. That was 30 seconds. Ooh, I like it. I like That's this. No, I just have to tell everybody at home, we really are just meeting you now. We haven't had a pre-call. So this is all, everything we're hearing is completely new to us, except for the, the movie that we're going to talk about later, which is like really exciting. 
which we have to make sure to put a link up so that everybody can check out. Thank like, you. I only oh. got to watch the trailer, but I'm like, where is this? Mo- How come I didn't know, I know. about this? <laughs> I know. What? I try to watch everything queer. Yeah, we have to find the links because this movie is out there. And I don't think, because there's no representation. There is no representation of our families. And finally, yes. here you are. Here you are. Before we get into it, let's represent your family. Can you talk about the beginnings of the two of you? Oh, all right. So um, I think I was doing my thesis. Your master's my thesis? My master's thesis, I think. And, uh, you know, holding call. And I remember just calling everybody and say, who is SAG? You know, who is union? Mm-hmm. And this one, it goes, me. And then I just remember seeing, like, I know it sounds cheesy, but I saw, like, this beam, you know, on top of her. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth was, ooh, you're going to be trouble. You know, you're yep. going to be a you know, problem. <laughs> you did say that. I did. And then, you know, we start filming, talking about the character, why not? And then during uh, the shoot... We, we just became really close friends yeah. really quickly. And we both were like, we would say things like, oh, I really want to make sure that we stay no in contact. No matter what, we stay in contact, yeah. That we make, oh, you know, some... <laughs> but, but honestly, like, I, I always, I really loved her as an actor, period. Mm-hmm. You know, even before anything happened. So during the shoot, you could tell that something was like, "Ooh, something's about to happen here. Let's just lease, you know, be professionals, finish this. We did finish the project yeah. we were working on. But like, you Good know, a couple job. of days later. We tried, but yeah, yeah. We really tried to be professionals within, mm-hmm. you know, that time frame. And then <laughs> right after we start dating, just happening since then, you know, we... Got together, uh, you know, she came into Sophie's life and just became mom. That simple, that fast. So you were both living the gay life before you met. I don't know <laughs> if I would call it the gay life. I might call mine a pansexual life. <laughs> I like I that. I was pretty, um, I don't want to use the word available, but I was. <laughs> Um, but I certainly was not looking to settle down. Neither of us were really um, big proponents of marriage necessarily. Mm-hmm. We both enjoyed dating and and dating different people, um, not at the same time, but <laughs> but it wasn't on our mind. We weren't searching out that significant other. Um, it just was one of those things that sort of hit us in the face, and we both that adage that you hope for of oh I knew as soon as I started hanging out with this person we knew pretty quickly yeah it's that U-Haul lifestyle we just know when you know you freaking know right but they didn't U-Haul they They waited and they made it through a whole show so congratulations Congratulations. namaste because you you. know that's real hard to do I know y'all were looking at each other like the show is almost wrapped we're almost wrapped (laughs) it was was rough it was rough to even keep you know the, the concentration going it was it was fun. Gabby, can I just say, you have yes. a beautiful voice. You both oh, do. Thank you. But the timbre and the richness of your voice and your accent is gorgeous. Thank you. And I Doesn't love she have a fun <laughs> accent? It's beautiful, but also that you allow yourself to be in your deeper register because that's something that I feel like as people who are cis, female, whatever, that, you know, we get told to kind of lighten it up because it makes people yeah. feel a little bit more comfortable if we're talking up here so when i hear your voice and it's it's thick and rich i'm like yes you know i i was very lucky to have an amazing mom and i did voiceover growing up Mm -hmm. and she always you know that's your voice just you know make sure that you dictate that you have you know a good pronunciation and you know just just be you and it's hard sometimes because i hear the yes sir thank you sir just through my voice a lot 
and sometimes it just doesn't feel that you know fun yeah. but yeah it's just it's it's who i am it's my voice so let's let's it's embrace beautiful it. yeah it's beautiful. thank you so you had already a daughter before how did that yes. come about can you tell us a little bit about the background <laughs> of that um yes so i was in the military and uh, I was about to get out of the military and I wanted something else to live for. She was in the Navy for five years. Yeah, I was the in the US. Navy for five years. Yeah. And um, did you say the US Navy? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was about to, uh, you know, get out of the military and um, I had an artificial insemination uh, on my first try. Some way, somehow it happened. What? Right? When it's meant to be, meant it's meant to be. To be. Um, to be. Yeah, and uh, had my daughter, and yeah. So you were a single <laughs> parent by choice. You, you were oh, like, absolutely. Okay, Navy's done. I'm, a, I'm gonna make a baby now. <laughs> Pretty much, you know. Wow. And she it's was life, 22 yeah. when she had Sophie. Oh so, yeah. shit, that's I mean, amazing. It is when you yeah. look at our like family situation. It's not something that you can suss out by looking. You <laughs> no. really have to ask questions no, yes. because she also looks incredibly white. <laughs> So yes. she looks biologically like she'd be mine, oh. right? But yeah. she's purely biologically. And daddy. it happens a lot that people say, "Is that your mom?" You know, I'm pointing to Callie, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, yeah," but this is also my mom. And then, <laughs> oh no! Sometimes so Gabby yeah. will get like the "Are you the nanny?" question. Oh, I used to have that a lot. You know, when she was uh, growing up, it be was crazy because their skin color is so yeah. drastically <laughs> different, and people well, would just wait make a minute. That would drive me crazy. I want to go back for a second. I want to rewind yes. into Fleet Week. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's it. So you were, week. I mean, I, I'm a human who loves a uniform and, a, and a woman in a uniform. So I'm not hitting on your wife, but I'm just saying. What year did they get rid of Don't Ask, Don't Tell? Don't Ask, Don't Tell was active when you were there or was it? It was active. And I was in when the, when they repealed it, when not only when re they repealed it, I was already pregnant <laughs> in my time to get out was, it was already there. Right. Um, and then I just remember, you know, Obama went and repealed don't ask, don't tell. And I just remember walking in and be like, I'm gay bitches. <laughs> you know? And then yes, everybody yes. looked at me and they were like, yeah, you we know, know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but just to yeah. say it out loud within that, you know, place, yeah. it just felt like, oh you know, God, I was I, I was that. welcome. Yeah. And Sophie's father, by the way, it was also in the military, uh, yeah. also a, a gay man in the military. <laughs> and he's a, a friend of the family. Yes. Um, even though he's not actively involved as dad, he's he's yeah. um, he's close oh, with so the you family. used a known donor. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had a whole checklist. Oh, Listen. honey, I okay, had wait, the whole wait, thing. Okay, so Gabby. we got to start with, were you, <laughs> let's start, were you always queer? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, you were gotcha. queer, you were in the military, you decide, all right, it's time for baby, I'm going to get artificially inseminated as a yes. queer mom. Correct. Parent. Okay, so take us to that. Where's your decision making with that? Because this is a huge decision for our family. And at 22. Yes. Um, f For that to, okay, for me to explain that, I have to go a little bit more in say that I've, I've, I've had depression and uh, suicidal thoughts mm. uh, for a long period of my life. Mm. So, and I remember during my time in the military was a, a very hard time. There was a lot of attempts. There was a lot of, uh, you know, um, issues, you know, and, and, and not, not enough people to help you um, mm -hmm. within 
uh, that establishment, unfortunately. The, the policies regarding the policies, mental health at the time were pretty atrocious. Yes, uh, absolutely. So um, I'm, I just want to say, I just want to say, yeah. I'm so glad you're here with us. Just, I yeah, just want to say that. Thank you for saying so, that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but I knew it at that age, uh, I knew it uh, when I was 22 that this was it. Mm-hmm. Once I'm out of the military, I, I, there's no other reason for me to live for, right? Mm. And that's when I, I said, you know, I was like, all right, let's make a deal. You know, God, Buddha, universe, let's make a deal that um, if I get pregnant, um, you know, I stick around and I'll make sure that I'll never try again. Um, <laughs> mm. And on my first attempt, um, you know, I, she was conceived. Wow. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I'll quickly sit here just between you and I, okay? It was at home in a little cup with a little baster and that's it. You turkey basted that shit. You turkey yes. basted yeah. that shit. Yes. She and God turkey basted yes. that shit together. And no. it worked. Holy shit. Yeah. I think that, you know, we've talked about this. I've suffered from depression and suicidal ideation and attempts. And thank you for sharing that. And that God, yeah. real, God, universe, Buddha, whoever you yes. believed in, said, okay, yeah. here is your little cup. Here is your little, <laughs> it, was it, okay, was it a real turkey baster? It, 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 was, it was more like a syringe turkey baster kind of thing. Okay, right. But we still yeah. like to use the technical term turkey basted it. Because yes. Because we are a very <laughs> scientific podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I just want to say, like, for our listeners, if any of you have had suicidal ideations you know this is a struggle and 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 there's help find help um we'll put something in the in the notes for that because it's we don't we don't want to lose anyone there's always help there's always a way and there's always people you know uh, just don't seclude yourself you know just Mm -hmm. at least reach out to someone um i think one of the things i always take from your story too is that you looked for a path and you asked for an opportunity and I think sometimes people just need that permission to know that they can look up or look wherever and, and ask to see that light, to see that opportunity in something. Absolutely. Yeah. We digress. Let's get back to the story at hand. So you turkey basted it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. You I got did. pregnant on the first mother effing try. Yes. And it was signed, sealed, delivered. She was here. So, so then what happens? What's next for Gabby and then Callie? Here, here's the baby. Baby comes in. Uh, what four or five years later? Uh, oh, what when we met? I, I, I met Callie, and she just jumped in like it was always meant to be. Like I was always just towards that, you know, uh-huh. the the my other, you know, partner, the other person that is also gonna be so important on Sophia's life. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and and who? And this was a friend of yours who is the donor. Yes. Uh, he was also in the military. Uh, it was supposed to be somebody else, but, uh, you know, some family issue happened mm-hmm. within the time that I was ovulating. And again, you know, I was like, it's now or never. So I didn't have a time to like, ooh, let's, you know, figure it out. You know. <laughs> let's look at the cast list. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have Looking that. like true actors. And did you right. have, did you put anything in writing regarding your... Absolutely. Um, yeah. And how did you go about that? Just for our listeners who might want to use this path for their family um, how'd you go about getting getting a contract written up so first and foremost it was somebody else and then my friend just told me you know oh if you don't have nobody you know let me know if i can help i was like i don't know let me check on my checklist to see if everything you know <laughs> lines up <laughs> it did and so that was everything that 
you know, he said that you you have no rights uh, to, you know, um, my to daughter, you're doing this as a donation. He's and blah, not blah, listed blah. on the birth certificate. He's not listed on the birth certificate. So, you know, it was step by step, uh, a little bit more in depth. And then you go and, you know, everybody sign. We have witness. You can go, you know, to the notarized the notary that. And that yeah. being said, he was never excluded from her life. She's aware of who her dad is. Sometimes yes. we refer to him as Uncle Dad or <laughs> just his or name. Just his yeah. name. Uh-huh. Um, and he's he's here usually for every birthday to celebrate. Um, but Sophia knows that she has two moms. Yeah, that's amazing. And it worked out. And you drafted up the contract yourself then, Gabby. Yes. Okay, yeah. so you like you did due diligence. You figured out everything that needed to go in. Absolutely, there's a lot of thought that has to go into that. You're really at 22. No. I'm amazed at you. Dang. Like, thank you. What? Once again, I'm struck by the intentionality we bring to these queer families of ours. I know it's true. And we really start planning our families way before we get started making them. It's so true. We can't just fall accidentally pregnant and then figure it out after. That's not for us. We get our ducks in a row first. Am I right? Absolutely. Because as my grandmother said, spit don't make babies. It sure doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And one of those ducks we should add to the list of things to get ready is our financial situation. Yes, true. If you're thinking about and or ready for this baby-making chapter in your life, or even if you just want to buy something nice for yourself. Who doesn't? Right? (laughs) We have a way to help you get rid of any high-interest credit card debt you might have so you can start this journey with a slate of clean. Yes, and now might be the time to consolidate your debt and pay it off faster with a low fixed-rate loan from Lightstream. A credit card consolidation from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low fixed interest rate. Rates start at 6.99% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Yes, plus the rate is fixed so it will never go up over the life of the loan. And you can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are absolutely no fees, which is great. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash OCT. I'm going to spell that out for y'all. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot C-O-M forward slash O-C-T. Disclaimer, subject to credit approval, rates range from 6.99% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com forward slash OCT for more information. That's a forward slash. Important, Jay. Oh my God, I don't know if that's important. I think we should have Beulah and Helen start reading the ads. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so you were single parenting for four years and then... The magic. Callie. <gasps> so Callie, you came in. What was it like for you? Because obviously you're super attracted to Gabby and this is like kismet. And then Gabby has a kid. Like what was that like for you? So um, I would say fortunately... Part of the reason I fell in love with Gabby was watching her interact with Sophie. Hmm. It's a it's a really funny story. We were on set. Nothing had happened between us yet. We hadn't even admitted feelings for each other. And she was FaceTiming Sophie before Sophie went to bed. Sophie was with the babysitter while we were filming on set. 
And the way that she spoke to Sophie, I was just totally enraptured. And she made the whole set, the crew and the cast, she made everybody say goodnight to Sophie on the phone at once. And I just, I looked at her and I, in my head said, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this woman. And then I had to double back on myself and go, what are you talking about? You love this woman. Like, get out. Um, But it was fully part of one of the reasons that I fell for her. So it, it made it not a separate entity, but part of the whole thing. And then the first time I met Sophie, it was very similar. I just knew that I was meeting my family. Aww. And it sounds very presumptuous at the time, but it, it was very easy. It always felt like we were making the right choice. Yeah. Oh, y'all are going to make me cry. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so you get together, you move in, you do the thing, and you got married? We did. So yeah. Sophie was about to start. <laughs> just start I was like, oh, yeah. And like, we were not marriage <laughs> people. In fact, if you asked us, we would probably, before we'd met each other, we would have been like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. marriage, that no. thing you do to make yourself feel more comfortable about Life aging. Life is over. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. But not only did we feel like partners, we also knew that Sophie was about to start kindergarten. Um, So we made the decision that we wanted Sophie to feel like she had this really stable family that she could go to school and say, yes, my two moms are married and she would have a really clear footing of where she stood in the world with us and amongst her peers, you know, that she had two parents just like everyone else and that there wasn't a huge difference. Right. Because. Wow. Because you were you're you're a blended family, too. And so adding that extra that extra layer. It did give us that security. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And how was that for you, Gabby? Because you had been with Sophia for what, four-ish years before, right? Before you guys Yeah, about four or five years. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So having someone come in who, yes, you know that this is your person and your co-parent. It was amazing. It was an easy transition for you? Oh my God. Seeing them interacting, it felt like... Oh, it makes sense, Aww. you know, and she's completely different than me. So she's a lot more emotional and caring and loving, you know, and I learned so much from her on what to do with Sophie, you know, because Sophie mm. and I were just, you know, we're equal, you know, hey, buddy, you're helping me. I'm helping you. Let's work this out. What can I do? You know, we were like just that mm-hmm. once she came around, she was like, OK, but, you know, how can you be more? you know, emotional, how can you be, you know. I think Sophie said that before. She was like, oh, yeah, I go to mom for this, and then I go to mom for feelings or something. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about feelings. There yeah. you go. You go to Carolyn. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to watch. I, I just recently went through something similar. I was remarried. We've been together about three years. My son was eight, and um, I, my wife said, I want to have this happen organically. And it did like because my both my son and and my wife are they take a minute to take people in. I'm like, hey, how are you? Everybody's great. But the two of them are. hmm. (laughs) And so they looked at each other for a minute and it took a little time. And then my son came to me. He's like, I love Aaron. I hope she's staying. And I was oh. like, of course. You act like I've had people in and out of this right? place. Right? <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she's staying. So it's a really beautiful thing to find your person to help you nurture 
your baby. Yes. So congratulations to both thank of you, you on that. Thank you. On, on the story that you just said, I will actually pick back and say that Sophie and I used to go uh, for breakfast every Sundays, and um, you know, I know yeah. And then uh, I'm sitting having breakfast, and I was like, hey, you know, I really like her, but I don't know if she likes me. I, I don't know. And then Sophie tells me, what was the word? She said, her loves you. Oh, her loves you. And I'm not, I'm not there, by the way. There's, she, there's yeah. just a video of this somewhere. And then I'm like, what? And she goes, t- t- yeah, ma- she loves you. Or some, you know, more kiddish, you know. But yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, this kid sees it. Duh. Like, you know, if she's okay with it, I should just, you know, not only be okay with it, but but don't be scared. And there, there was the added element, too, of because there had never been anyone else in the picture as her parent, there was no one for me to compete against, you know? Mm. So even though I was coming in as a new mom, I wasn't a competing mom. I wasn't pushing anyone else out of their place. And I'm so grateful and aware that that made my transition that much smoother. No. Oh, that's it. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Are you, are you thinking about more? children or are you good that is um i love i love jamie's face like mm-hmm. this is the time what's the tea we have discussed it a lot <laughs> i would really love to adopt more kids if it was up to me i think i would just like when we are in the financially right place to just get a whole busload. um but i think that with how busy we've been lately and how well things are going career-wise, we're not sure there's a good exit ramp to do that. Um, and I think if it was up to Gabby, we might, I might be having the kids if it was totally oh, yeah. up to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm done. I got one, baby. That's it. That's no all. No more pregnancy. But you're not opposed to more children. It's just you just don't know which way to go about it yet. Yeah, I'm not I'm not dying to have one with my DNA. I feel so close to Sophie and I don't feel like I'm missing any closeness by not having my chromosomes in there. Um, I mean, I'm the opposite. I'm looking at her I was like, the world needs more of you. You know, like, <laughs> it's true. Like, this girl right here goes around singing all the time, you know. She's always making jokes. Don't be fooled by, by her talking right now. She's a goober. She's a goofball, <laughs> you know, and... and I, I don't know. The world needs a little bit more of that, I think, you know. Oh, my God. I love it. I love that. Well, you're going to have to let us know w- when you decide how you're going to go about it and let us not come back on the show. <laughs> we, we'll we do should. a family interview with, like, the Von Trapp children we've yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, let's segue. Let's talk about what you're doing in the world to, to get this queer representation out there. Because this preview we watched, I absolutely love what y'all are doing. So tell us about it. Tell us how it came about. Tell us what it is. And let's 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 go into that. I might first say that we have been hesitant to paint ourselves into a corner, um, Mm. being only queer storytellers. Mm. And I think one of our concerns was always that the second that we do that, we are pigeonholed as we can only make content for a certain subgenre of people. So that was actually something we were really nervous about going into it. And the story was brought to us by a straight, cisgendered white guy. (laughs) Um, He's a very progressive and granola cisgendered white guy (laughs) and very spiritual, very and and very much wants to get representation of of queer people and other minorities out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And he brought us the story. And I think we said no the first time he brought it. I think we said, like, we're working on some other projects. The story isn't for us right now. Was that because, partly because of your fear of getting cornered into this whole queer thing? Maybe partly, but we did really enjoy the concept. We thought this is a really unique concept. But I will say mostly it was probably just like any other project in Hollywood it's all it's all about the money where's the money going to come from mm-hmm. and at that time we were really focused on financing our own projects so we just sort of put it to the side said thanks for submitting you know we'll circle back to you if we have the time for this and he kept he kept emailing us he yeah. truly was just so persistent <clears throat> and he said i know that you guys are the right ones to make this um i saw your first film and i'm just very convinced that that you, you guys, guys can need, make it yes yeah. And then he he offered us um, creative control over the project, which most people will never do. And we thought, okay, if we can have creative control over this, you know, we really like the concept. It's so unique. Mm -hmm. Let's see if this is something that we can make happen. Okay. And we say creative control, but he was with us along the entire process, you know, just showing, you know, not only, you know, showing the, the script, you know, but he's also very caring about you know the community and he really wanted to make sure that we 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 show not only we show in the in the in the good light the best light we could do you know for this movie yeah it was very important to him to make sure that we were not just telling a queer story but that we were doing it right right Mm -hmm. that's he's a true ally a true ally absolutely and did the work to get the right crew behind it right and that's really important for representation. Yes. We did. We did have um, a good mix of of people from all different walks of life on this. And one thing that was also really important to us, because neither of us have direct ties to the Buddhist or Indian community, was to bring in an associate producer and some other people who had more connection with the cultural background to make sure that we were telling all of those stories correctly, because that was a whole nother layer to it. Yeah. So tell tell everyone at home what what is the what's the movie about? Give us the summary in a nutshell. What's the movie about, Gabby? You're the best. You're, you're <laughs> the one that talks to people. I, I just smile half the time. Gabby's like, I just directed it. I had yeah. I, I love that you said she's the one that talks to people. Yeah, <laughs> it's not me. I, no, no, no. She's the greatest of like doing the, the the elevator pitch. You know what I mean? Like, if it's me, I'm gonna be here for five minutes going. So, um, uh-huh. it was uh uh yeah no. Which is funny because I could never do what you do. I could <laughs> never. My brain wants to explode just thinking about trying to keep. All my right, mind go on elevator pitch. Elevator pitch pitch of the movie. Go. This is a queer family rom-com. That's my favorite way to describe it. Um, And it it centers on one woman who has just come out to her family. But rather than focusing on the coming out, we really sort of focused on breezing past that. And what does the family dynamic look like after she's come out, after the family gets over their initial sticker shock? What does it really look like? To just live in a normal family where people happen to be queer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she is of Indian descent. Am I right? Or she's East Indian descent. Correct. So the the family is Indian, and the the fun twist once we get past the coming out moment is that the family then announces to our main character Savarna that they are not only Buddhist, but the family is 
deeply tied and genetically related to Siddhartha, um, the founder of Buddhism. And this is a this is news to everyone. Um, and because she has just come out as gay and there's not necessarily a biological baby on the way, it, it throws us into a, a bunch of a bunch of ideological questions um, sort of forces our main character to decide if she wants children, mm-hmm. um, how much of her life she's going to let be dictated by her family and her and her new, um, well, not her new girlfriend, but her new <laughs> her partner. Yes. I just, I love it because I've, it, it's, it's kind of like what we do on this show. We're trying to uplift, highlight, normalize our families and all exactly. of the all of the decisions we have to make in order to come to the place where we have a family, right? And so like in your movie, you tie it up, you bundle it up real nice with all these all these these thoughts that go through our head when it comes to coming out, when it comes to our families, when it comes to how much we're going to let our families dictate. Like it's all just nicely bundled up in this yeah. however long it is film. And I think <laughs> it's that's a pretty just- short it's a short film, which I also think is important that we made a queer, Accessible, really. A, exactly. Yeah. It's not a sad, it's not a sad um, story of the struggle of being gay. You know, there's definitely we definitely hit on the hardships that face queer people, but I think it's important for the general population to know that being queer doesn't just mean having a struggle with coming out and struggling against society, and also that being in a lesbian relationship is not inherently a sexual thing. And that seeing lesbian relationships or any queer relationships on film does not have to mean, oh, this is now a rated R movie. This is now a sexy movie. I mean, it's just a rom-com or, you know. This is a family movie. I love that you said that. It's a family because because heterosexual love is shoved in our faces all the time all the everywhere time. it's in our children's shows it's everywhere then you put one you put two ladies up on a screen oh. who say they love each other and oh shit oh shit what are we they can't doing do this yep, what are better they better be doing? pg-13 immediately <laughs> yeah yeah and they make it much more salacious than it actually is too. Yes, exactly. like, like we wash right. dishes we walk the dog <laughs> yes you know? we wear sweatpants <laughs> and watch tv come on now no but and also to your point with the stories about uh queer families or just coming out stories like it doesn't always have to be about the struggle and that's we've heard a lot of folks t- when talking about children's books and children's books with with um lgbtq characters in them or lgbtq parents like instead of the books always being the the subject being my name is Heather and I have two moms. Why can't the subject just be my name I'm is Heather. Heather? I have this dog I love. Oh yeah, I have two moms on the side, right? Like it exactly. doesn't exactly. why is it always it doesn't have to be the subject. Let's normalize this and just make I do, it like I yeah. do think to your point that there are a lot of authors who are starting to recognize mm-hmm. that. I always mm-hmm. check out that book section at the library and at the at the store. And I love that now it's becoming a footnote. It's not like, ah, Heather and her two mommies. It's like, here's Heather's life. And you notice she has two mommies, but nobody's pointing at it. And I think that's important. We're pushing the needle. We're pushing the needle forward. At first, we had to have stories that were professing that because it was a big deal and you couldn't pretend that it wasn't a, a big shift from the cultural norm. And now I think the goal has to be to normalize. Inter- yeah, exactly. To yeah. integrate. And, and that's the the main point of this movie, at least personally, as a director was to be able to be seen by anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your sexual preference. As long as you're willing to sit down for, I believe, 89 minutes or so, 
let's let's stay here. Let's watch this indie movie, you know, very indie movie that we put it out to unite people and show that you know life is normal within mm-hmm. the entire spectrum. Yeah, you know, uh, and and we had a fantastic cast. I mean, talking about Nazani Mendy. She did it for the first time, you know. This she was, was her first, um, d- yeah, her she was first debut. major role in a feature. Oh my gosh. She's right? Yeah. yeah, we have Marshall Minash. I mean, we couldn't stop laughing the whole time. He, you know, from from How I Met Your Mother uh, to my, you know, humble indie film. The guy yeah. is amazing. So just having those kind of people on set, Matt Richards. Matt Richards is hilarious. Oh my gosh, Matt Richards. He's so funny. Just, you know, regular life. So we were able to make this movie a lot lighter because of those people because those people that. brought that into set and was able to say hey yeah, we're they, here just to yeah. make this fun movie that other people hopefully going to take something out of it you know and then we get this coming out of the closet you know very fast from the get-go now let's tell a, a story that oh, we don't yeah. have to just focus on that you guys don't know mm-hmm. this but the the coming out happens and is taken like care this. of within like the first 15 minutes of yeah. the film and and then we move so on. So you get to learn about the family. Yeah. You get to learn about um, the, the characters and dive into who these people are. Exactly. And it's not pounding a message. Yeah. That's amazing. Can you tell everyone at home where they can find this movie, the name of the movie, where, where they can find it? And, and um, we will share links and everything. A couple different places Okay, for so free. the name is The Last Conception. The Last And you can Conception. find it on Amazon Prime for free. Uh, we have Vudu, uh, Apple TV, YouTube, uh, Freebie, I Google mean, Play, basically everywhere. Basically, all of your major streaming services, but it is free in three different places right now. That's Vudu, Amazon Prime Video, and Freebie. I think mm-hmm. Freebie used to have a different name. I think it used to be IMDb TV, and now I it's Freebie. So, yeah. so, all you queers and allies out there, put this in your queue. Let's watch it. Let's blow this shit up so that <laughs> the <laughs> higher ups can see we need more content like this. Mm. It's very yeah. family it friendly friends. too. Send it to your parents. Send it to your grandparents, and just be like, "Look, come on, let's blow this shit up." Like, well real. Said. so that yeah. me and E exactly. can get jobs as gay people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you in? You I was won. like, "Wait a minute, I need a job as a gay person, no. right?" <laughs> pressure, oh, that's, pressure. Got it. That is part of it. Yes, absolutely. This is how does very... Sophie feel about the film? Oh, oh I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut. Oh, you. No, oh no, you're totally fine. I was just gonna say that this is very family friendly, so there's really no age limit for this movie. Um, Sophie's seen it many times. Yes, um, her Grammy. Why, yes, at eighty, right? Yeah, I think she's about to turn 90. My Grammy has seen it. She's seen a it fan. a couple of times. So it's, ahead, it's a very family friend. <laughs> Grammy's been a great hey. ally. Oh my God, I love it. I'm going to show it to my daughter. No, yeah. you should. My... Super chill. This has been so wonderful. and So um, wonderful. I can't wait to hear all the amazing things. the two. And will you keep us in the do. loop? Yes, please. Of course. With more and yes. everything. And just let's mm-hmm. stay connected. That would stay be connected. lovely. And, yeah. thank, and thank you all so much for having us and really. for doing what you do yes oh, it's, it's important it's the not it's, it's one, very one important story for at it. a time exactly thank that's you. all it that matters that's all it that matters thank you watch that film. yes go watch that film yes oh my god so good go watch it tell us what you think i'm so excited for it i love it what a beautiful yeah, it's story. It's a beautiful story. Uh, Ooh, Jinx. Jinx. And the Double two jinx. of okay. them, Gabby and Callie, are so adorable together. Uh, if you oh all could have seen the way they? they look at each other, like they're so in love. 
Uh, I love love. Oh, young love. And speaking of love, if you love this show Ooh, nice and want to represent, yes, and want to represent your love for us and our beautiful families, you need to head over to our shop and get some If These Ovaries Could Talk Queer Families podcast merchandise. Yes. We have all kinds of merchandise, and this is the perfect time to get it. The holidays. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop, boop. So many designs. And you can put those designs on any product in the store. T-shirts, mugs, notebooks, face masks, laptop cases, dildos. Joke. Go to link in bio on our Instagram page to get to the store. Or you can go to tpublic.com and search if these ovaries could talk. We should be there, too. Um, and don't forget to buy the book that my former co-host and I, Robin Hopkins, wrote, If These Overs Could Talk, The Things We've Learned About Making an LGBTQ Family. It's a wonderful book. It's a wonderful holiday gift, especially for your parents. Go ahead to Amazon or wherever you buy your books. It's available and get If These Overs Could Talk, The Things We've Learned About Making an LGBTQ Family. <laughs> and don't forget, join our Patreon to help us create this super duper important queer content. Head to Patreon right now. Like, stop. Go over to patreon.com forward slash ovaries talk. Do that now. Okay. Did it. Great. Sign up. All right. Good. And now you get that bonus content. There you go. What? Get that bonus content. Okay. So you uh, <laughs> follow us on social media. Ovaries talk on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And make sure you're following us on YouTube at If These Ovaries Could Talk. Check us out. We're there. We're releasing new episode, video episodes, archived video mm. episodes, I should say. Archived. Yes. Yeah. And thank you to our sponsor, Lightstream. Lightstream is the nation's premier online consumer lender. They offer low interest, fixed rate loans from $5,000 to $100,000 for practically any purpose. Yes. And one last huge thank you to all of our Patreons who are helping us make this show. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You mean the world to us. And without further ado, we must say eggs, ovaries, out. If these ovaries could talk, they would say. Ovaries out.